everyone. Welcome back to That Engineering Podcast, the podcast where we discuss developing topics in STEM fields. I'm your host, Alex. I'm Paula. And I'm Travis. Today's topic is LabVIEW in the workspace. For those of you who don't know, LabVIEW is a graphical programming language where you're able to actually drag and drop bits and pieces of code in order to create a larger algorithm. So essentially, it's based off of C++ and Java and Python and a bunch of other languages, but it comes together in order to basically be an easier way for engineers and people to code. So how are businesses currently using LabVIEW in the workspace? Well, yeah, I would, uh, so LabVIEW is very graphical and it does make it a lot easier to use, which I guess is why a lot of um, companies are kind of leaning towards LabVIEW now. Um, and in fact, I don't know if you guys remember, but the two of you did go to Lockheed Martin, the tour, right? All yes. three of us went? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, while we were there, re remember they were showing us, like, I think it was a propulsion lab or something, and they had, like, displayed, they actually had their code from LabVIEW. I don't know. Do you yeah, know it was for operating the different fins and right. guiding the missile. So they right, had it right. running in real time next to a functioning model and the computer simulation both running through LabVIEW. Yeah, there was a bunch of new map pistons going really, yeah, really it fast. it was really loud. Really loud, and then you just saw a missile explode a tank of probably multiple people in a simulation. Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was really cool how such a huge and big, you know, important aerospace company like Lockheed Martin really um, is out there, like, using LabVIEW, too, you know, something that, like, we've been exposed to since our freshman year. Yeah, and since being exposed to it, I've always preferred it over a lot of things. Like, we've also done processing and introductions to other coding, and I just sort of like, you know, dragging boxes together rather than typing because it works a little better for me and uh, other engineers who I think are more visual than just kind of, you know, other methods of work learning. I kind of sure. like text-based code, in my opinion, just a bit more because I'm able to, like, know the methods, know, like, I like the feeling of typing it out rather than just dragging and dropping. It feels like a kid's game, in my opinion. But it, it is very good for those who are new to code, especially freshman year. We were just learning, and we were able to program robots with it. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm kind of, like, stuck in the middle. I do like text-based code when it's, like, easy, like, short, something I have to – something really short, like a short code I have to get done with. But if it's something very long, I think text-based gets very boring and monotonous, and it, like, will put me to sleep. <laughs> which is why, which is why then I would prefer LabVIEW, because yeah, because LabVIEW's amazing, outstanding colors, where they're just one pixel <laughs> bigger, make all the difference. They do. <laughs> you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> With there's benefits to typing it up. When I can make a bunch of boxes, and I don't know the shape of a rocket ship while coding a rocket ship, <laughs> that is what I call masterful programming. I mean, I guess you're right. I mean. LabVIEW has the ability for, like, for loops and while loops to, like, have different states in just one box. You just, like, there's a drop-down menu where you can select different states instead of having to write 30 lines of code for that same amount. And you can see the loop. Whoa. It's almost as if it's graphical. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Boom. That's what makes it awesome. <laughs> it took me, it took me though, a long time to get used to it because I had never done anything like LabVIEW so graphical before and so I I remember freshman year when we had to do that um maze bot the robot to solve the maze using LabVIEW I was having such a hard time with that like I couldn't you just gotta learn 
Well, I, hey. <laughs> wow, really, Alex? Yeah, it's amazing. You just uh, you sit down, look at tutorials, like the ones that they gave you, Paula. Hey, then, I uh, did them. Uh, <laughs> I was fine on that. But when it, came, when it came to making a robot to solve a maze, I couldn't. Because like, hey, well, you had to apply the knowledge that you got. I know. Well, you Mine didn't really work the first time. Sorry, Travis. But, yeah. Yeah, you fools had nothing up to my robot, which promptly went up to the first line, did a 180, and then went right back outside the maze. <laughs> it looked inside it and then just the went, maze. nope. <laughs> I mean, I technically it found an exit, yeah, it but it was it, also it, the entrance. It found an exit really well. A little too well. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I remember mine went off course a bit, so like it smashed into walls instead. <laughs> It was just annoying. Freshman year was weird. Our robots were living in, what, 2015? And Travis's robot was living in 2025. There we <laughs> go. I remember, it's, I remember why, too. It's because I programmed it to check all the directions on its right. And then when it came to a failure, check the directions on its left. And since the maze turned left first, it just wall, wall, ooh, straight. And then went straight out of the maze again. And I remember it because I have a visual image in my head another pro <laughs> you should have just had like sensors on the right and front so like if it, it was right in front then it's a corner that would have made turns. too much sense alex <laughs> okay travis <laughs> you just turned silent <laughs> it's almost as if that's logical i mean i don't know but you can look these people in hindsight, have been listening hindsight. long enough to know that's not my way of my way of thinking well, how can but on the topic of Besides just us using LabVIEW, I have a list of companies that actually use it in front of me. And one that I actually found was pretty interesting is Nokia. So, you know. Like the phone the, company? Yeah, the invincible phones. The brick phone. Okay, I thought they used LabVIEW when they had the brick. That was probably some proprietary stuff. But th if they did. Well, you know, man, that's what happened. You know, like the whole test where they dropped the iPad from space and it didn't shatter? They tried it with a Nokia and the dinosaurs died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's such a bad joke. <laughs> now that's why. Oh my, a Nokia brick phone plus Lockheed Martin's missile technology and LabVIEW equals unstoppable. Dude, if the military wants to buy rights to some of these ideas, we're always open. DARPA, please. Uh, my phone number is. <laughs> you can contact me at. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, we. We got a couple. We got a company that makes bikes on here, likely for just different testings. We got um, uh, one that's just called Analog Devices, so it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> self Explanatory. And looking here, they all, Amazon also uses it. Are they using it for, like, their drones that they're trying to do, like, the drone delivery system, or is that just mostly, like, warehouse management? I actually have no idea. Have you heard? How would, how would they use it for Because, like, for, like, Conveyor belts. Oh. Like also for just conveyor belts, robot. They actually have robots around the warehouse that carry packages to and from different sections. Oh, really? And yeah. also, like LabVIEW, even though it's a visual program, we've been talking about using it for like active systems. It can be used to record information. It's just another way to set it up. So it could just be keeping track of things too. Yeah, it could just be like tallying, making Excel spreadsheets, or just like doing basic code like oh conveyor belt runs this long until time zero and like it could just be very simple but there are also more complex things like spacex i think uses labview as well for their propulsion for their computer systems for their microprocessors so labview is very essentially 
like worldwide industry-wide standard for programming graphically and for many scientific equipments as well i don't i don't either. oh my brother owns a track <laughs> i was very surprised to see that they were on this list but also not i guess at the same time um <clears throat> I think it's really cool how they do their testing using LabVIEW, you know? I feel like when I go into the bike shop, like, they'll do, like, just test it manually, you know? When you go get a new bike, they'll go through, like... It's probably in, like, construction and stuff. Not right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think that that's cool. <laughs> yeah, let me just pull out my MyDeck and test your bike. No, it's probably for a... Uh, yeah, like Travis said, construction or materials testing, mm -hmm. making sure the bike is working right, balance, just construction and design. I think what really is interesting, I think you might like this, Paula, is John Deere, uh, the tractor company. <laughs> Country. Uh, John Deere. <laughs> hey, I owned one of their toy tractors, like the ones that you ride around in as a three-year-old. You can't be flaming this company. They make track. We're not. Travis. We're flaming you, Travis. Yeah, who rides John Deere? <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> it's all about that Black and Decker tractors. No, what? I'm just <laughs> see what you are is a trader. Yeah. Only tractors by John Deere are the actual tractors, but no, it's just that it's actually pretty widely used, and it's funny about how different things like you know SolidWorks and LabVIEW and a lot of things we're doing here are actually just, you know spread beyond our classroom how they're actually like programs that are used beyond just kind of college and stuff yeah how and everything is like what neat applicable. project i think it was mr yak or someone else who was talking about different uh, actual rocket ships that were being programmed in LabVIEW. if it ties us back to um, mm -hmm. uh, the spacex type of stuff i mean yeah nasa i when i was down at nasa for high school aerospace scholars all their programming was done on LabVIEW unless it was like 3D design, digital design. Mm -hmm. all, all of their like science equipment, all of their sensory equipment are done on LabVIEW, Java, Python, like whatever. Think of like any programming language, they probably use it there. Because, <coughs> excuse me, programming languages are used interchangeably because there's ways to get information from one programming language to another. But LabVIEW is almost like a baseline for engineering as well as essentially creating highly sensitive scientific equipment because i know some of the rovers have used labview i know most of their uh, rocket testing is done with labview too so yeah plus it's always funky to think about how widespread a coding thing can be and about how just something that always blows my mind a little bit because i don't spend a lot of time thinking about it is uh, how a lot of coding is coded by using other coding like originally binary sets up the first thing that you're coding and then someone took that c plus plus and coded in lab view from just more coding well like and then lab yeah lab is based on c plus plus which is based on like a 80s uh coding language i forget what's called but then yeah that's based on binary i think like the first ever computer was made using just wooden blocks and like it was all mechanical like, it was using, like, just mechanical gears and stuff spinning and spinning. Like, there are mechanical calculators that literally just have mechanical gears spinning, spinning, spinning. You input stuff into, like, slots, and then it spins, shoots out a number. And technically, those are computers, but they're not electronic. Like, if you, if you, like, you're able to even do, like, marble computers, too. Like, if you have, if you have, like, a marble going into slots, like, there's, like, essentially slots 
like that are covered by a flap that has a a piece sticking up and when a marble hits it it knocks it over covering that flap so when another marble rolls down it, co it goes into the next one which then covers that and like it's able to do binary essentially mechanically yeah it was like a talk about how you could get a calculator just if like you know most people can't do advanced math but if you lined up enough elementary schoolers that knew addition and then just ended up adding all of their stuff together over and over and over again eventually you could get like some of the most complex equations out of it so what you're saying is that we need like 10,000 kindergartners to in order to create calculus. Correct. Yeah. So this is what Isaac Newton knew. Show me the area under the curve, kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the whole joke is that like, you know, you're going like, all right, one plus one to one kid and then one plus three for every part of mm -hmm. the curve. And then eventually you get an accurate answer. Oh, so it's basically like eventually you'll get an accurate answer. Well, it's, it's effectively <laughs> because and check. normal machines are just using like, you know, ones and zeros. So eventually you're just getting the yes and no's necessary through tons of kids. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool like how far we've come. After hearing that those mechanical calculators and computers that you were talking about, I mean, it's just hard to imagine how like for me how people like use that. <laughs> I feel like I've been so annoying. I mean, before <laughs> any scientific calculators or graphing calculators, we used the slide rule in order to get to the moon. So I know. <laughs> so I mean, like we were able to use it before. Why not use it now? NASA, we need the slide rule back. One funny <laughs> quote I found was from an old thing. It was a professor writing about how all these students using paper were, <laughs> you know, uh, being selfish and stuff, and not respectively using the older ways. Just you know, through sketching things into other materials that weren't it, and but the availability of paper would make them more lazy and stuff. Wait, so like in the 1800s or something, they, instead of sketching into clay, they, using paper was disrespectful? Well, yeah, it's like talking about take. It's, it's the sort of the, the whole joke is that it was used alongside of people today talking about how typing, which, to be fair, among research is proven to show that it does less. It was complaining about how <laughs> they, by instead of just, you know, using other methods that paper was, um, uh, yeah, let me just write down in my Sumerian tablet all my designs in the Tic Tac language. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was still the tic -tac -tac same language. <laughs> in Sumerian, cuneiform. <laughs> uh. Now, but that is interesting. I mean, like, when books were first invented, people thought that that made a person lazy and less intellectual instead of going out into the real world and experiencing it. Now we're like doing that video games and computers and programming and everything and then we're like why don't you go back to books i just can't it's wait until like you know i can actually play a video game and learn something and then people are calling me the smart one it's not gonna happen in my lifetime but i want it to happen i mean there's a whole vr game about disassembling and reassembling engines that's coming out i forget what it's called i think it's called like craft or something but it looks cool as heck and let's get back to labview because this is a huge tangent um so labview <laughs> as you may know, has been implemented in a multitude of industries. Are there any other industries that we haven't covered that we know that Lab is part of? Well, I found one right now. It's General Electric. You know, GE, the, the washing machine, the fridge companies, you know, they use LabVIEW in order to program all their sensors as well. So LabVIEW is basically used for sensors, motors, uh, engines as well as a lot of things yeah a lot a <laughs> lot a lot did i say a lot i meant a lot a lot, a lot. just let's, a little let's bit let's say a it a couple for about mm, four more minutes <laughs> a lot 
What are your guys' experience with Lime? Like, have you done anything besides the uh, robot in freshman year, or besides what? just a lot of the codes and you know setting up climbers and stop or timers and stopwatches? The uh, little maze solver robot was the biggest one. Um, because I know you were on the robotics team. I was about to say, apart from freshman year, I was a part of the robotics team last year, and we rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love that club. And uh, all the robots that we made, we programmed them using LabVIEW, obviously. Yeah, one of them is disassembled right next to our table. I know. Right there oh, with, no. the, with the modem, the wheels, the motors, the motor controllers, and it's just carcasses there. Rip. Anyway. And if we sort it like we do the rest of the engineering lab, it will be there for another three years. Actually, we found it sitting in the shelf, and it had been there for, like, 10 years. Yeah, it had battery acid all over. It yeah. Was like, yeah. And then Ian and I were like, oh, my God, we're going to revive this. So, huh? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, one that's of the robots that we did do was, you know, like, the FTC bot that we then eventually made into Wally, our Wally bot. <laughs> that was programmed through um, LabVIEW. It was really cool. Made to um, pick stuff up using um, actual controllers, you know. That you use for like video games. I wonder if Wally was programmed in the movie, like in the, in the movie. I thought you were talking. About, I was like, I just said we programmed. <laughs> no, I meant the movie. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that face for? Hold up. No, I mean we're talking about the podcast. You could just reference the snort. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was Alex. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I think LabVIEW is just going to keep growing and branch out into a bunch of different companies, um, because again, just to reiterate, reiterate, like, it's just very easy, user-friendly. Yo, we could be <laughs> seeing a future, like, you know, with VR, you can already drag and connect things. They have a bunch of those art programs. Mm -hmm. Coding with LabVIEW and VR. Walk oh around, physical. That actually, gosh. I'd actually do that. That's how you crash into multiple objects in your VR room. VR coding. Hey, I could trick myself into having fun with coding if it was something like that. I'm, I'm promising you. I can you. trick myself into having fun with coding. Drag and drop this. Now your car's going 602 seconds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, I mean, even... I mean, because there is this one game where they were, like, assembling and just attaching proteins. It was supposed to, like, represent cells. And then, so what they'd do is they'd actually, like, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but the whole story is that they put it on there because there was this one super hard challenge, and they actually came up with a cure for a disease that, like, didn't exist yet because they just kept reassembling and disassembling it faster than the actual researchers could because they turned it into a game. Really? Yeah. That's actually very interesting. Wow. I mean, I mean imagine so I'm, if, I'm being like, honest. actually, if you, like, virtual reality like, coding became a thing. That's because then, as soon as it becomes a game, people are solving stuff on their free time. Right. Uh, like, when I'm, when I'm saying I'm tricking myself into having fun coding, I'm being serious. You could achieve a lot of things if you're just tricking yourself into having fun. Uh, yeah, I Hold agree. on. Python <laughs> needs to be nerfed. Java needs a buck. Like, <laughs> like video game type of stuff. Yeah. But, no. Yeah, I know the, the the Java system is uh, inferior in this patch. So um, yeah, we need to we need to go back to LabVIEW, maybe even Fortran. Oh, that was the that was the '80s language. I was thinking it's Fortran it was like oh. what they used for like Microsoft. Uh, bef it was Microsoft DOS. I think they used Fortran. 
in it was just bad. It was terrible. Like, like before Y two K, like everyone was using Fortran, but because it was like based on such an old language, they had to like reiterate everything, and it was eh. it was bad. But now that we have LabVIEW, we're able to program using <coughs> graphics. Now, could you amazing. go backwards with LabVIEW and I mean, program I, <laughs> Fortran with LabVIEW? I mean, technically. I mean, people if people are able to make an entire game, just like make a, a big Pokemon loop. game in Minecraft, I, I, d- I bet you can program a whole programming language using LabVIEW. <laughs> but I think another one of the benefits of using LabVIEW is, like, Say someone else goes back into your code. You know, say you coded something and now something needs to be fixed. Somebody else can go back and actually see step by step like what you did because it's a lot more visual as opposed to having to scroll through like lots of like text and trying to figure out like, okay, what was this person thinking? Yeah, blah, and able blah, blah. To, instead of having to like do slash slash comment mm-hmm. and everything that you can just like double click on anywhere in the space and you can write like a little note. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can see the button where it starts and the wires where it goes. Exactly. And it just, it, it makes a lot more sense. It can get a bit cluttered though because you can just start dragging and dropping everywhere, every which way. And then when you right. click clean, it doesn't make any difference because they're so convoluted and so weird that like even the cleanup like yeah. the cleanup method doesn't even know what to do that's what yeah, i'm I saying that's why you make the rocket ship code look like a rocket ship follow it around all the thrusters are by the thrusters i think using live view it can quickly turn very messy you know if you don't like i'd rather look at a messy clean. screen and be confused for a little bit than scroll through pages and pages of text it's one way to make the work day longer I mean, gotta get paid. (laughs) As long as I'm getting paid. Well, (laughs) I'm on salary. See, look, and that's our type of engineering uh, enthusiasm we'll bring to you. We'll be hiring, we'll be in the workforce in a couple years. No, no, no. (laughs) no. But, Lavi is pretty cool. I mean, we've been using it for four years now. (laughs) And, I mean, we've basically been able to download it on our home computers because the school provides it and it was my first programming language and then we use java we use python we processing use, yeah processing which is basically java it's like an offset of java mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. well i've always been bad with it i was best with lab view the other ones uh i'm just not good at text maybe you just need to fix your typing skills well yeah that's <gasps> the problem <laughs> i mean it's not a rip i just i can't <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> My fingers are too fat. They hit multiple keys. <laughs> Sausage fingers. No. What? I mean, I get that. Me too. I'm not, I'm not, I've never been the best. So LabVIEW is a perfect way to go through that. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week when we talk about how technology can invade our privacy. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. ...expressed in this podcast are exclusively those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Coppell High School and or the Coppell Independent School District.